everybody, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen in on our Hilco Global Smarter Perspective podcasts. As return listeners know by now, I'm your host, Steve Katz. And if this is your first time with us, well, then welcome. We're glad you could tune in. Today, we're joined by Samuel Sachovieski, CEO of Hilco Global Mexico, in the first of our two-part series, which is focused on the complexities and challenges of managing the affairs of distressed businesses that have locations within the borders of Mexico. So, Samuel, thanks for joining us uh, again as we dive into this first topic, which is uh, focused on the intricacies of a liquidation conducted in Mexico. And I know it's going to be very helpful for those who are listening in who are uh, either with businesses uh, in-house or in an advisory capacity or in a lending capacity actively involved uh, in the Mexican market. So thanks for thanks for joining us today. And thanks for having me on, Steve. Uh, I appreciate the, your time and your audience's time. Yeah, great. It's always it's always great to have you on. Talk about the market. Um, you know, it's a little bit different for, for a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners who are either just entering the Mexican market, um, uh, companies that are kind of thinking about that, or those who are actively there and uh, have sort of arrived at a point where they have some issues they have to deal with. So. Um, let's kind of dive into it. Um, tell us, and we've talked about this to some degree before, but let's just recap a little bit. What's so complex about conducting business and in specific a liquidation in Mexico? And, and how does it affect uh, how, you know, how companies need to act and differ from ways that companies, lenders and advisors may be used to uh, proceeding in the U.S. or elsewhere? Sure. Well, first of all, I guess every jurisdiction, as we all know, are, is, is a little bit different. And even though the bankruptcy and liquidation uh, law and rules in Mexico have been established for a long time, and they are similar in many respects to what you may find in the books in other jurisdictions, such as the U.S., in the end, how you bring these, how you operate within the, the legal system uh, requires really a lot of know-how. It, it requires knowing the details as to how things work in Mexico and how to get things done in Mexico uh, the right way. And simply speaking, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of details in terms of how do you how do you accomplish these things effectively in Mexico. And um, so, when you think about that, I know we, you know we talked a little bit before the podcast that there was a specific case, a specific um, work with a client that you thought maybe could help illustrate. Uh, yes, I, I believe. I mean, the best way to kind of dive into this is with a with a, a case study and understanding, you know, some of what we've done in the past. And in this case, the client was Certus Automotive, which is a company that was based in Toronto, Canada, and they entered the Mexican market around 2015, 2016, and inaugurated a, a fairly uh, impressive new facility in the state of Querétaro, Mexico. Uh, uh, in 2017. Um, Certus invested uh, well over $20 million in that facility. Um, they, like many companies, started with you know a, a, a robust hiring strategy that brought about 350 employees to, to the high-tech automotive plant. They made a, a, a significant impact in the, in the community as well. But by 2022, the plant was really shuttered and the assets were starting to be auctioned off. 
So obviously things started off with uh, quite a bit of promise and uh, otherwise they wouldn't have entered the market and something obviously occurred. What happened to derail Certus and, and how was Hilco able to help? Well, you know, in the sense it is a little bit counterintuitive because as you all know, uh, we have been in Mexico enjoying the effects of what I call, you know, what is known as nearshoring, which is a, a you know a, a real and existing trend for companies to establish Mexico as part of their supply chain as an alternative, particular to China or other jurisdictions, and that is happening for for many many reasons, including the legal framework that exists in Mexico that is a lot more transparent and favorable than. than what you may find in, in other jurisdictions. Yeah. Um, never the case in the case of Certus, they were simply the victim of, 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 of bad timing. Unfortunately for them, uh, they uh, went over budget in their investment, first of all. Second, they were hit uh, within uh, a short time after commencing operations with the complexities of COVID. Um, and that in, in and of itself was sufficient to really derail their project. They had uh, incurred uh, in in some significant debt, and that led them then to declare bankruptcy in Canada. Um, And by June 2021, Deloitte restructuring was named as a receiver in the bankruptcy and commenced what would end up being a lengthy and complicated wind-down process that included potentially the sale of assets. We were... In, you know, involved in the transaction from the beginning. At first, Deloitte planned to auction off the the assets, and and we participated in the first auction. I think our price came in, you know, basically in second place. But fortunately for us, our competitor who uh, had the winning bid, after two months of trying to work with Certus, Deloitte, and locally in deciding Carretero basically withdrew their 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 bid and 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 left both Certus and Deloitte uh with a bigger problem because now time had elapsed they had wasted valuable time and they then needed to make you know a new decision in terms of how to get that done right i think right. go ahead yeah so is so then um obviously it's it sounds like Deloitte ultimately chose Hillco to replace that first firm and and then your team was able to step in. And so, so how were you able to succeed where they weren't? What, what's the special magic sauce there? Well, in the end, the magic sauce is that we play as locals in Mexico. We do not have a foreign offices. We do not send expats. We have a team of over a hundred people, qualified team members who have been in different aspects of the Mexico business community for many, many more years. Uh, and that allows us then to act as a, as a local advisor with local manpower and also understanding the issues that they were facing. So what, what, what started out as, as, a, as a sale of assets really quickly turned into a different type of, of situation where we very quickly understood that the bank had run out of time they needed to to take actions quicker to to as as they say wrap up their their position in this matter. We were able because of our financial strength uh, to offer the bank to buy the debt 
of the company. And we work with the principles of service and other stakeholders to then start working out the uh, rest of the transaction to eventually conclude a successful sale of assets. So uh, I'm sure there was quite a bit more on the complexity side of that. I know, you know, part of what you guys were able to bring was this ability to organize a, a dual location asset sale. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. Now, now I want to just go back and, and mention something. As I said, the company went into bankruptcy in Canada, not mm-hmm. in Mexico. So that in itself is a jurisdictional issue that creates a lot of interesting questions because the company in Mexico was not under bankruptcy protection and was not uh, in a liquidate in a formal liquidation procedure. So, uh, you know, we were working with the receiver, you know, with the limitations that a, that a, that a receiver in another jurisdiction had in Mexico in dealing with Mexican assets in essence. So by the time we, we purchased the debt, the first thing was how do we then take title to the assets? We were able to do that really in, in an amazing uh, uh uh, 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 you know, one day event. So we literally bought the debt on one day. And by the end of the second day, we had taken title to the assets. You can only do that even in the most advanced jurisdictions, even in, you know, really with a lot of knowledge and a lot of know-how in terms of how to get things done. We then worked, as I said, with the different stakeholders, including in this case, the landlord. The landlord had a particular interest, interest um, as both a creditor, but also an interested party because their main concern was getting the building back as best as they could so that they can re- could release it. And given the amount of demand that was in the market, that was a priority for them. And we were able to work with the lenders, with the principals, with the other stakeholders, such as the landlord, to really put everyone on the same page in terms of how to work out an adequate exit plan. We then worked with our uh, resources uh, as Hilco Global to organize a a dual jurisdiction auction. Uh, This has now become part of our practice, really, and we now frequently do do auctions where we have a U.S. or, or international audience at the same time that you have a Mexican audience competing for the same assets. This is actually very important because the requirements of each buyer may be different. Mexican tax law is quite complicated. And in particular, it's very detailed in invoice requirements. So a Mexican buyer will require specific things in their invoicing, in their, in their, their methodology um, that foreign buyers may not deem important. Broadening the market in this way allowed us to sell the assets really all over the world. We delivered assets, you know, to buyers that were in Asia, in the Middle East, in the U.S., in South America, and also in Mexico. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So that really and that knowledge is something that uh, you as a company have been able to develop uh, the expertise for over time because of your focus in, in the Mexican market and, the, and then working as part of a, a, a broader organization that operates around the world, I would assume. Absolutely. Absolutely. The strength of having the, you know, Hilco Global 
you know, as 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 part of you know, or being part of the Hilco Global Organization, rather, is tremendous. You know, not only I mentioned the financial strength that was key in this circumstance, but the operating partners that we could reach. You know, the marketing that we did. You know, in the end, the brand of the Hilco brand made a big difference in terms of creating value for the different stakeholders. Yeah. So it sounds like really the, the, you know, if you had to sort of boil it down, the ability to find a firm that has, you know, those knowledge and, and, and that type, type of resources available um, is the, is the difference because that's where it sounds like uh, that's where Deloitte got in. I don't want to say over its head, but, you know, in trouble early and how, and how you ended up coming in. And I'm sure it's, it was your reputation um, that allowed you to be able to step in and then the not, and the knowledge and experience that allowed you to succeed there. So anything else about the engagement that uh, stands out in terms of what made it so successful? Well, what I would say, I think you're right in your, your assessment. I think our, 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 our position, you know, what was made of made a big difference in this particular engagement in this case, from the moment we bought the debt to the last, to, to, to the, our exit from the building with, with, a successful sale of all the assets, it took exactly six months, which is an incredible short period of time, considering we're dealing with dual jurisdictions and different stakeholders, as I've described. In essence, what what the Mexic, what our know-how and our, our personnel and the presence in Mexico allows us to do is to act confidently where others may not have the knowledge to actually perform or to act decisively and confidently in, in, an, in a complicated engagement such as this. Yeah. And, and speed, uh, speed to uh, the ultimate goal is key in all of these types of engagements. I know, listen, I'll tell you, uh, Sammy, I, I love talking in specifics and using these real world examples um, to illustrate what the right partner can bring to the mix and why it's so important to choose correctly from the start so, so as uh, not to lose time as as the client did here in, initially all right well we are unfortunately running short on time and we're going to we're going to do a second podcast on a complimentary uh topic um to this one so uh audience make sure you tune in for that and and Sammy it was great speaking with you again today um really appreciate you joining us how can how can people reach you if they have uh, questions about situations their companies or their clients might be facing right now in the mexican market well thank you steve it's always a pleasure to 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 be with you and um they can reach me directly with at my email uh, sams sams at hilcoglobal.mx or they can reach me in my uh office phone number plus 52 8220. And there's always somebody to answer in that phone. All right. Perfect. Thanks again. And, and listeners, as always, we hope that this Smarter Perspective podcast provided you with at least one key takeaway that you can put to good use in your business or share with a colleague or client to help make them that much more successful moving forward. And one final thing, as I mentioned, uh, there will be a second podcast focused on another aspect of doing business in the Mexican market coming soon. So tune into that one. I can promise it will feature more great insights uh, from Sammy uh, as a uh, you heard today from his experience playbook. So uh, please keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks at hillcoglobal.com forward slash smarter dash perspectives or on your favorite podcast platform. Until then, for Hillco Global, I'm Steve Katz. Mm-hmm.